Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to what? I'm sorry. What was that? Hey. Anyway, welcome to Jumping in Elevator, the podcast where I'm Mike from the most hydrated YouTube channel. Look into the things that you want to know more about, but you cannot be bothered googling yourself. You can't be asked. I can't be asked. I've been seeing people who are British saying CBA because I say CBF, right? But they're saying CBA. I don't actually know if it means can't be asked, but in my head I'm like, I can't be asked. I don't care to find out. So basically we're just Googling stuff for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and it's great. Because I learn something, you learn something. It's just a little bit of free education. So updates for me, I wrote nothing. <laughs> there are no updates. Just nothing's happening, to be honest. It's pandemic a day, I don't know, four and a half months. How many days is that? Is that over 100? Definitely, for sure. More exciting news, what am I watching this week? On YouTube, I'm watching, of course, Kelly Stamps. Duh. Um, Plumbella. Big, big fan. There's a YouTube channel called Stan Anime that I have been watching. And it's like these really short edits of outlandish situations using clips of main pop girl songs. So that might be a little bit weird to understand. But for example, their latest video is Ariana's murder mystery and Ariana's an investigator and she's in a house with all the main pop girls and someone gets murdered and she's asking everyone like for hints and tips about who did it. And for example, Nikki comes in, she's like, gotta keep an eye out for Celine or like, that's the thing that she says, just dumb stuff like that. But it's so funny. And the amount of effort that would have gone into the editing, I appreciate it. Um, and also I'm watching Umbrella Academy, um, My Umbrella Academia. Sorry, this is a shit joke. Um, and I haven't watched a TV show in quite a while. I don't know what it is. Like when I get a little bit down in the dumps, in the dumpster, feeling like trash, I just don't want to do anything except my job, YouTube, and play video game. All I do is do job and play video game and lie. But see, now that I have a little bit more energy, a little bit more drive, a little bit more pizzazz, perhaps, um, I've been watching TV, Umbrella Academy. I'm two and a half episodes in and enjoying it, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I also went to the gym today. And I know you're like, <gasps> gym? Illegal. And it's actually not illegal at the moment. In WA, there's like four or five cases and they're all returned from overseas trip type thingies, cases. So there's no community transmission that I know of anyway. So I went to the gym for the first time in like four and a half months and I'm in pain, Liam Payne. So I'm gonna be in pain tomorrow, that's for sure. I need to describe what I'm wearing far out. Sorry for not doing that already. I look like um, the Hamburglar wearing a black and white striped jacket, very much Hamburglar tees. Remember when they made the Hamburglar hot? Yeah, what was that? Oh, wow. What am I listening to? I'm listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, which I'm enjoying. The new Glass Animals album. WAP, Wet and Gushy. <laughs> I'm rooting for Megan so bad. I just wanted to succeed. And all her songs are so good. So I'll literally stream anything she releases. And this is catchy as hell. Um, and then the new Benny tracks, Snail, and Night Garden, I think are the two that I've been listening to on repeat. And if you want to know more about what I listen to on Spotify, there is a, a Twitter account for that. 
I don't I can't remember what it's called. Mike Spotify, maybe? Shout out to Mike Spotify. So the last thing I wanted to say was after doing my research for today's questions, I love lava. Right? How cool is lava? It just looks like cheese. Ugh, the cheese that I had on my garlic bread tonight. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I had cheesy garlic bread. Mmm. <gasps> when you get like oil and cheese together and garlic and salt, ugh, that's the name of my autobiography. Oil, garlic, cheese, salt. That pretty much describes me. Just a big, big fan. It was very nice. Yeah, so I love lava. I love looking at lava, watching videos of lava, thinking about lava. If I was close to lava, there would be an overwhelming sensation to touch the lava. But that would obviously be very bad. Unless I was heat resistant. Tee Ceramic tings. Actually, I don't know if ceramic would be able to handle that. Sorry for the audio for this section. I'm just taking my jacket off. Wow, 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 wow. I put my Fitbit on my right hand. I don't know, I have something quirky. I'm so quirky. And it's just like getting in the way of everything. Like I took my jacket off and it's like, ugh, so much effort. Today's questions, I'm very much enjoying these. These were really good. So we've got Brie asking, what if we tried to solve the world's trash problem by throwing stuff into volcanoes? Great question. Hannah asks, can you explain how vinyls work? Peyton asks, how does sleepwalking work? Camilla asks, how far have we been able to dig into the earth? And Ermel asks, what do you think makes a good reality TV show? I also have bonus questions. What in the world is antimatter? That's from Witchy. And also, can you tell us how echoes work? So I'll see how far we get. We might have to push those into the next episode. But all round good questions, yeah? Also, for the people listening, I am screen sharing on the video version of this podcast it's up to you if you want to look at me actual actually googling stuff but it's just the same experience to hear it you know what i mean all right so can we throw rubbish into a volcano that's from brie tanner and she phrased it as solving the world's trash problem by throwing into volcanoes and at the start i was like you know what miss brie you kind of made a point there just chuck that shit in the volcano but then I did some reading about it and it's just not really possible in it. Oh, speaking of accents, I've been watching a lot of videos about accents where there's this guy, I can't remember what YouTube channel it's on. It's not Vice, something like that. But he talks about accents and how to distinguish people's accents. So he was saying how people in the north of England have different accents to the people in the south of England. And I just eat that shit up. And, like, all different accents across America and, like, all different variants of, like, Russian and stuff like that. It's very cool. Very excellent. I wish I knew heaps of languages. I'm, like, people who know lots of languages, very cool to me. Very cool. Who knows a lot of languages? There's, like, a YouTuber. I think, is it Levi knows a lot of languages? Mr. Sir, explain. Didn't he live in Italy or something? It's an Italian thing. You wouldn't understand. I'm just an Italian girl from New York. The way that that's in my head these days. Lady Gaga, am I right? She's so successful. I'm so successful. So is Ariana. Wow, I'm getting so far off track. Volcanoes. Can we throw the trash in the volcanoes? We cannot. So this lovely article by Popular Science, which is a great website, by the way, just many, many ads. 
many, many ads. You can see that all my ads are for Buzzsprout for starting a podcast. And it would seem that I've started a podcast. So, hmm, much to think about there. It's saying that the problems with throwing rubbish into the volcano are... First of all, who the fuck is throwing the trash in the volcano? I just swore. I was going to try and go this whole episode without swearing. (laughs) That didn't happen. Alas, we must continue. I'm not going to cut that out either. Can't be bothered. Can't be asked. I can't be asked doing that. CBA, Commonwealth Bank of Australia. (laughs) Another terrible joke. I'm sorry. Um, Who's taking the rubbish to the volcano, right? If you're taking rubbish to a landfill, great. There's people who do that job. And it's relatively low risk, right? I guess it'd be the risk points would be putting the rubbish in the truck and then offloading the truck at the tip. But then, are you going to pay someone to take your rubbish to the volcano, to drive up to the volcano and tip the rubbish into the volcano? Is that not a logistical nightmare? Like, surely the insurance companies are like, I'm not going to (laughs) insure your volcano trash job. Because... That shit splashes molten cheese, ladies and ladies. That's what I mean. It's molten cheese. Like if you dropped a rock into some freshly molten cheese, right? A raclette. I think that's what they're called. That shit splashing. I be splashing. Just imagine that's lava and it could burn your face off. Ain't no insurance company going to get near that. Next, the problem is... There's so much trash, right? There's so much trash. And if you chuck like one bag of trash into the volcano, all good and well. Fantastic. A million bags of trash in the volcano? 10 million bags of trash? <gasps> Which volcanoes are you going to? Why am I so like attitude about this? I'm really shooting this down. Nothing against you, Brie. Just somehow I'm really... I think it's because I'm dressed like lava. I'm wearing orange for the audio listeners. The problem is... There's too much trash for two little volcanoes because you can't just go to any volcano and chuck your rubbish in, right? It needs to be a certain size, certain depth. And if you chuck all this rubbish in, yes, a lot of it will melt away, but there's going to be some stuff left over, like residual plastic shit, and it's going to have to go into the lava lake. So basically, humans will wreck the volcanoes as well because that's just what humans do. They wreck everything literally everything and then oh i haven't even spoken about the poisonous gases it's like my dog after eating beef mints poisonous gases she didn't have beef mints tonight after having it for three nights and she's just upset i was downstairs and i was giving her some pats and i saw that her bowl was empty and i was like sorry bowl was full and i was like you haven't eaten your dinner and she's looking at me like do you honestly think and also when i think of my dog i think of her speaking in british just unpack that for a second. So he's looking at me like, you honestly think after having mints for three days that I'm just going to go have this biscuits and coconut oil? You should count your blessings, Miss Pepper. Not everybody gets coconut oil. I love dishing the coconut oil for her because it smells so good. It's one of those things that smells better than it tastes. What's another thing that's like that? Some fruits, I guess. And I love the things that don't, smell like anything and then you eat it or you drink it and you're like "Mm, the flavor like carrots i feel like carrots don't smell and then you bite into a carrot and you're like i eat that juicy juice you know 
It's crunchy. It's a little bit sweet. Carrots are sweet. And you can quote me on that. So it's saying, in addition to the poisonous gases and lava splutter, which are already normal hazards, when cold trash hits a large mass of lava, it can cause some spectacular explosions. And there's a video of someone throwing a bag of trash into a volcano and that shit spraying, right? These ads are so aggressive. How are there so many ads on this page? Oofta. As someone who does this shit for a job, that's a lot of ads, Miss Ma'am. Then we've got a lovely little um, Forbes article here about the same kind of thing. And it's basically saying you can't, you can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Can't be arse. Not going to throw it in the volcano. We've got to move on, yeah? Then the question was, right? Why don't we just throw it into space? Right? There's only several places you can put your trash. In the landfill. In the ocean. Ill flop. Cancelled. In the volcano, logistically a nightmare. Into space. I mean, we discovered two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, that space, she do be infinite, right? So if there's infinite space, that's infinite trash holding capacity. So just shoot that shit into space. Well, no. <laughs> because, again, there's just so many barriers to entry. I just realized I had another tab open here for the volcano stuff, but I think it's... Mainly the same problems again. Yeah, transportation, um, the gases, carbon dioxide, monoxide, dioxins, aromatic compounds, formaldehyde, and other dangerous complex organic compounds. Formaldehyde sounds like something from Harry Potter. That's that cow gas, right? I swear there's someone in Harry Potter that's like, Hermione saying formaldehyde. No, Nicholas Flamel. Yes, yes, brain. Good job, good job, brain. According to the EPA, burning trash generates large amounts of dangerous byproducts. Great. EPA. I think I'm allowed to say this. Yeah, I'm allowed to say this. I did some work on the EPA website. Not the US one, the Australian one. I don't even know if my work got put on the website. Who knows? I just work on the projects and then I just never think about it again. There's a few of the websites that you might be using that I could have touched. So think about that. You never know who worked on the website. Bum, bum. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so what about space? It's all about the money. It's all about the money, money, money. We really need your money, money, money. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I'm a singer. What about it? Jessie J can sing. She can belt. She's a belter. No, 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 no. This popular mechanics, oh, popular mechanics kind of outsold popular science, but you didn't hear that from me, right? Popular mechanics just was about to hit, sorry, popular science was about to hit send on that little sponsorship deal. And then I said that and they just pulled it back. Ha. Huh. To make the calculations, Adam Rutherford and Hannah Fry at BBC Future start with the ballpark figure that it costs 200 million to launch this particular type of rocket and get a 15,000 pound payload into a stable point in the Earth orbit. Wow, okay, pounds again, honestly. Honestly, can we get a break from the pounds? Ugh. $200 million to send 15,000 pounds into orbit, right? And orbit is when it's just chilling, it's just vibing around the planet. Then it has to leave the orbit, which is like a whole other thing. How the fuck do you get? the trash rocket to leave the orbit 
you need more energy, right? I don't know if you watched the um, astronauts kablamming away from Earth. Was it last week or a week and a half ago? They left and then they're in orbit and then I don't know when they leave orbit. I feel like they left on Friday or something. I don't know. Um, so that's like another thrust moment where they whoosh, out of orbit, which requires a lot of energy. So 15,000 pounds. Wait a second. It appears there's 2.6 trillion pounds of garbage every year. <gasps> Excuse me? That means that we need, we need 168 million rockets to launch an entire year's worth of trash into space at a cost of 33 quadrillion, which is probably how much old mate... Um, what's his name? Mr. Amazon. Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Jeff. Jeff, I'm always sceptical of a Jeff. Feels like a fake name. Like if someone says their name's Jeff, I'm like, so what is your real name, Kenneth? Hmm. Kennedy. I don't know why they're both K names. I feel like if my name was Kennedy, I'd say my name is Jeff. You know what? Actually, no, I wouldn't. I'd keep Kennedy. Kennedy's such a fun name. Not that Jeff isn't a fun name. Oh my God, don't cancel me, please. All names are fun. Fantastic. Especially names that are just numbers. Very efficient. Numbers are so cool. Ooh. So 33 quadrillion dollars to send a year's worth of trash into space. Who's paying for that? Hmm? Do I have to pitch in to send my rubbish to space? When do they send it? Like, is it at the end of the year? You have to amass all your rubbish and send it? Or do they just keep sending rockets? 168 million rockets into the sky at all times? That'd be kind of lit. But just imagine all the greenhouse gases. Ooh, yee. And it says, even if SpaceX succeeded in its goal to cut the price of launching rockets in half, it still wouldn't come anywhere near close to being um, affordable. Apparently the GDP is 77 trillion. So not even close to one quadrillion. And we need 33 quadrillion, honestly. Ugh. They're saying maybe what the world really needs is to pull its resources for a plan to pull out, put all our trash into a stable Lagrange point. Okay, pop off. Creating an artificial satellite built of nothing but garbage. Why would we want that? That reminds me of space debris. One of my um, lecturers from university, one of the things that he was looking into was shooting space debris with a laser, like a giant laser. And I was all hands on deck. Iggy Azalea remix on that. Love lasers. Love shooting things. Fake shooting things. Not real shooting things. Not an army stand. Shooting a laser at rubbish to make it zzz, to go away. So there's not shit clogging the orbit of Earth. Not the orbit of Earth. Orbiting Earth. The orbit of Earth is a separate thing. Because she do be orbiting though. We need to move on to the next question. Which is from Hannah May. Hannah May says, Could you explain how vinyls work? How do they get the song on the record? Well, on the record, let me tell you. I can't remember if I spoke about DVDs and CDs. I just remember there being a TikTok. Oh, these TikToks kind of annoy me a little bit. The ones where it's like, I don't know how CDs work. Or I don't know how DVDs work. Which is great. 
but just Google it, right? Or get me to Google it for you. Fantastic. Wow. Content. I shouldn't be getting frustrated at that. It's free content in it. Anyway, I saw one ages ago. They're getting better now. But I saw one ages ago. Someone was like, I don't know how CDs work. And I can't remember if I explained how CDs work on TikTok or on this or in my dreams. Right? I do be talking in my dreams. I just never stop talking. Basically. There's a website here. London Sound Academy. Another British thing. Fantastic. And this website kind of snapped, right? It's legit. (laughs) As opposed to not being legit. It's basically um, notches in a vinyl. And people say that vinyls sound better because of this. Like, digital music sounds really good. But apparently, no matter how hard you try, you can't get it to sound as good as vinyl. So let's read this little paragraph that I found. This is quite scientific and we're going to go through it slowly. Typical record player has a type of needle called a stylus that is placed gently in the vinyl record resting and beginning of one of the grooves. So there's grooves in the vinyl, which is what the song is. I'm hoping that it will explain how this works. As the vinyl disc steadily rotates, the stylus moves through the wavy three-dimensional grooves. Cool. The stylus is a tiny crystal of sapphire or diamond mounted at the very end of a lightweight metal bar like a needle. Diamond? Sapphire or diamond? Let me just rob everyone's homes that have record players and steal the little diamonds. I can sell them. As the crystal vibrates in the groove, its microscopic microscopic bounces are transmitted down the bar. Okay, so... It's going boing, it's hitting the grooves and that vibrates the bar, but microscopic. The stylus fits onto the end of an electromagnetic device called a cartridge containing a piezoelectric crystal. All oh, these bitches, I remember. The metal bar presses against the crystal and each time it moves, it wobbles the crystal slightly, generating an electrical signal. So she goes boing, hits the crystal, and the crystal goes and then that electrical signal is fed out to the amplifier to make the sound you hear through the speakers or headphones. How sick is that? That's so cool. Not all record player cartridges use... Is it piezo or piezo? Piezo electricity to convert sound vibration to electrical signals. Some have tiny electrical coils and a magnet inside them. When the stylus moves, it pushes the magnet up and down past the coil, generating electrical signals that are fed to the amplifier to create sound through your speakers. Magnets moving up and down a coil. Just hearing magnets up and down and coil together, I'm like, that's a motor. Tesla T's. Nikola Tesla. Not the other one. I've been looking at Teslas. Teslas are cool cars. Very, very cool. But see, I feel like the superchargers are few and far between in Australia, right? If I suddenly got Tesla money and I wanted to get a Tesla to drive across Australia. It's a little bit stressful. I could run out of charge stat. Why are the Teslas not solar powered? Right? It's a solar company. If they, They're going to do that, right? That's common knowledge, yeah? Surely there has to be something about how Tesla will eventually have solar panels on the car. Because then you run the car for free by just driving in the sunlight. How is that not a thing already? It's probably something to do with not enough energy being stored from the solar panels. Because if you think about how many solar panels are on a building and how much it's stored, the problem is how do you store that much energy? But then Tesla has Tesla batteries. 
it's all adding up. The Tesla solar panels, the roof tiles, the solar batteries, lithium batteries, and then the cars. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I was looking at um, JOBs at Tesla, but they're all in America. And Australia said, no, you will not leave because it's pandemic, which is fair, right? At least Australia kind of has the pandemic on lock, I guess, a little bit. So that's how it reads off the vinyl. Hannah, does that answer your question? I guess you ask how do vinyls work? That's how you read it. Encoding it is a totally different thing. Maybe that's a question for another time. I also pulled up how do CDs work and CD players. CD players are also mental. I feel like CDs, DVDs, vinyls, and then signals, which we've talked about already, that kind of stuff is prime example of just because we don't see it all the time, we kind of just forget about it, if that makes sense, right? Like a DVD player, how many times have you used a DVD player? Never really thought about how it works. But then once you go into it, there's so much innovation in each tiny little part of it and so many moving parts. And if you think about how many people were involved to make your CD drive, it's very cool. Very fantastic. Do laptops still have CD drives? I remember when I got a laptop without a CD drive, I was like, ugh. This is just frustrating. I want to be able to plug my shit in, right? Put my CDs in, put in my Avril Lavigne CD. Well, I couldn't. But then everything's digital now anyway. Like Miss Spotify. Run the game. Surely there's a lyric from Nikki about Spotify. If she hasn't already, she will soon. So basically, there's a spiral on the CD that contains the data. A single spiral all around the CD and there's bumps in the track which are the, on the spiral and then the CD player uses a laser. The fundamental job of the CD player is to focus the laser on the track of bumps. The laser beam passes through the polycarbonate layer, reflects off the aluminium layer and hits an optoelectronic device that detects changes in light. Okay, miss ma'am. The bumps reflect light differently than the lands, which is the rest of the aluminium layer, and the optoelectronic sensor detects that change in reflectivity. Oh, that's such a serve. The electronics in the drive interpret the changes in re reflectivity in order to read the bits that make up the bytes. It's all bits and bytes, love. It's just all bits and bytes. That's so insane, but so smart and so simple when you break it down like that there's a spiral and the spiral has that's the track or tracks then you have bumps on that and the laser goes through the spiral looks at the bumps and works out where the bites are is that right bumps reflect light and it goes through the sensor okay so there's a step between the bumps being red and working out the bits and the bites. But that's basically what it does. The hardest part is keeping the laser beam centered on the data track. There's a tracking system, spindle motor, 
Just a whole lot going on. CDs are lit, though. Next question. Peyton, I'd love for you to discuss how sleepwalking works. So apparently, sleepwalking happens in NREM, which is non-REM sleep. And REM is a great song on the Ariana Grande Sweetener album, which is a great album, right? I was going to say, is it her best album? But see, I haven't decided what my favourite Ariana Grande album is. I really like Dangerous Woman, and I know that's controversial. But then I also like her most recent two, but for different reasons. If you look at the difference between Sweetener and Dangerous Woman, it's very different, but it's still fundamentally Ariana Grande's sound. I feel like you can really hear the Pharrell... Williams production on Sweetener. But yeah, great album. So REM sleep is when your eyes just like go like like crazy, right? Rapid eye movement. It's in the name, right? They're moving rapidly. Normally adults go through sleep cycles from light NREM to deep NREM, then back to light NREM and then REM every one and a half hours or so. So that's why people try and tell you to sleep in uh, 90 minute intervals. So like if you're going to have a really short sleep because you're busy, try and do four and a half hours or six hours. And I did that all through uni and I'm still here. So I don't know if that helped, but I don't know. And it says that sleepwalking typically occurs during the deepest stages of NREM. The part of the sleep cycle that you've interrupted leaves you the most groggy... Oh, that's so interesting. It usually happens during the first or first third of the night and can last anywhere from 30 seconds to 30, 30 minutes of sleepwalking. <gasps> can I sleep learn how to do TikTok dances? Them shit's hard. Some scientists speculate that it's caused by the brain attempting to directly transition from deep NREM sleep to wakefulness rather than going through the subsequent stages of sleep cycle. Your brain said, let me out. Honestly, I don't want to do this whole cycle shit. Let's just wake up. No, uh, no REM for you. But then you did that sleepwalking, which is arguably more exciting. So REM flopped. Sleepwalking outsold. Next question. Since the earth is so thick with seven seas, how far have we been able to dig? Also, isn't it scary how we have maybe only explored the crust of the earth and there is just this molten blob of stuff in the center? Oh my God, don't get me started on the blob. The blob, the bloody blob is like a whole nother issue, right? Ugh, every time I think about the blob, I just think about the fact that we're on a rock flying around the sun, which is just a burning ball of like hydrogen or some shit. And then we're in a galaxy and there's other galaxies and then universe, like, bruh, you know what I mean? Ugh, okay, yeah, so Earth, she has layers. I think I have the layers, yeah. Crust, mantle, outer core, inner core. Where have I been on the crust right now? Right? People don't eat their crust, that's why you don't have curly hair. Mm-hmm. Inner core and outer core, isn't that just like molten, like, stuff? I can't think about it for too long. We're standing on molten stuff, right? And that shit is just in space. It's just there. We're just 
Oh my god, gravity. Miss Gravity, hello. A planet is just there in space. And it's being pulled to the sun because the sun is so large that it has its own gravitational pull. Because then we have our own gravitational pull, which pulls the moon to us. Don't even get me started on the moon and the tides. Oh my god. It's just too much in it. It's just way too much for episode 8, loves. Back to that other question that we were looking at. How deep is the biggest hole? How deep is the biggest hole? The Kohler Super Deep Borehole was just 9 inches in diameter, but 12,262 metres deep. It's the deepest hole. 12 kilometres. Excuse me? And that's the deepest hole? And it didn't even get past the bloody... Oh my God. It took almost 20 years to reach that and only half the distance or less to the mantle. So we ain't even seen that little mantle moment. It's all crust, right? I wonder if you can get to the mantle, would it be easier to dig? But then it says here that the problem was that it got way too hot. It also says microscopic plankton fossils were found at four miles down and the hole was abandoned, aban abandoned, abandoned, honestly, abandoned in 1992 when they encountered higher than expected temperatures. So they expected 212 degrees Fahrenheit and they got 356 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. That's really hot though. <laughs> the heat wreaks havoc on the equipment. Well, no shit, love. And the higher the heat, the more liquid the environment, the harder to maintain the bore. Oh, it's like trying to keep a pit in the center of a pot of hot soup. So we're just standing on soup. At the end of the day, we're croutons on the soup of life. So think about that. And think about what that means for you. Wow. Next question. What do you think makes a good reality TV show? I might actually make this the last question simply because I might make this episode shorter. Um, the other two questions, what is antimatter? And can you tell us how echoes work? Maybe that's for another episode. My thoughts on what makes a good reality TV show. Okay. Well, let's think about it, right? You need interesting people. Number one, if you think about some of the reality TV moments that I've spoken about on my YouTube channel, you've got the Pudja, what is this behavior? You've got all those Tyra Banks moments, Gemma Collins, Tiffany Pollard. Those are all because there were interesting people involved, right? If you had bland people who didn't want to say anything or didn't want to do anything, then nothing would happen, which is kind of like, this is no shade to the newest um, Australian Big Brother uh, season but there were some explosive characters right and they all got voted out relatively early and then after that the producers have to manufacture a lot of situations and a lot of drama or inject a lot of challenges and stuff to keep it interesting for the audiences which is one of the struggles of reality tv right because you'd have to keep it interesting all the time which is why when i did all my survivor videos i used to get really pissed off because they'd manipulate what people say and chop and change their sentences to fit a narrative. But then if you think about how hard it is for the producers and the editors 
to have a narrative that makes sense that people actually want to watch night after night, three nights a week. That's a lot to do. And think about how hard it would be if there weren't people making their own drama to start with. Like your Trisha Paytas having a meltdown in the diary room, right? That's great reality TV content. The next thing is... I don't think that when it's too scripted, it's good. My favourite moments from reality TV are unscripted. Most of, if not all of the moments that I've spoken about in my Essential Viewing series are unscripted. Of course, there obviously are some scripted moments in there. You can't have everything just be iconic all the time. But that's why I don't really like Bachelor and Bachelorette and all that, because it's so obviously scripted. There's not that much drama. Also, I found out the other day that when people apply for those shows, they don't know what the person looks like. Like, they don't know who The Bachelor is or what The Bachelor looks like or what they do. And they just apply for the thing. How hectic is that? What if you get there and it's like someone you're just like, it's just not happening. Because if you say that, the general public's going to be like, oh, you're a bitch. You think he's ugly. Open your eyes. Right? But it's like maybe he's just not her type. You know what I mean? Do I have anything else to say about reality TV? You need a good concept, right? Survivor is such a good concept. Big Brother is a good concept. Basically the same thing. Anything where you pit people against each other, it's going to go well in reality TV because it's just drama. And you need to give it an incentive because people need a reason to turn on each other, such as money. Money, money, money. Abba snapped on that song. I think that's the end of the questions for this week. Shorter episode. Hope we enjoyed it. If you have feedback, let me know. I think I prefer the shorter episode, but we can get through more questions on a longer episode. I don't know. Let me know what you think. As usual, if you have questions, you can let me know on the YouTube channel. All of these are from the YouTube channel. Um, I'll, maybe I'll do the next, pull some of the next ones from Instagram so you can send me them on Instagram. If you're listening to this, thank you, first of all. Very nice of you to be listening. Leave a review if you'd like. If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to leave a like. Leave me a comment. And hit subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you all next week. Peace out. Bye.